Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you know your bra size? Like, your real bra size? Have you ever had the experience when shopping for a bra where you try the exact same size in three or four different brands and they all fit differently? Or maybe you tried the same size in the same brand of two different style bras and one fit like a glove, but you were totally spilling out of the other one. There's a commonly quoted fact that most women are not wearing the right bra size. That's mostly true, but let's think about that. You can muddle through if your pants are a little tight or your shirt isn't a perfect fit. A lot of us have had the experience of squeezing ourselves into a prom dress or a bridesmaid dress that cut into our armpits or didn't let us move our legs, but we managed. But if your underwear, and especially your bra, doesn't fit right, your whole day is ruined. And really, what do those bra sizes even mean? Speaking from my own experience, I'm one of those women whose boobs get bigger or smaller as she gains or loses weight. Side note, that doesn't happen to everyone. And you're not weird no matter which category you fall into. My bra size has fluctuated between a 34D and a 36 triple D during my adult life, affected by general life stress, periods of heavy working out and weight loss, and most recently, a global pandemic. I'm pretty lucky that I work in the bra industry, so I can pretty much figure out what bra size I'll feel most comfortable in, depending on what's going on with me and my boobs. But for a lot of women, the American bra sizing system is a complete mystery. I read a statistic that about 25% of women have a difficult time finding a properly fitting bra, but honestly, I'd guess it's probably a lot more than that. Also, I say American bra sizing because similar to shoe sizing, there are a few different systems across the planet. And I'm about to tell you something that's going to change your life. There is no such thing as standardized clothing sizes. There are no rules. There's no clothing size tribunal deciding what a size 8 is or how much bigger a size 16 is. And when it comes to bras, nobody is strictly required to follow any rules about exactly how big an A, B, C, or D cup is. Now, that's not to say we don't operate by some general rules, what we call industry standards. Bra sizing is complicated because, frankly, breasts are complicated. No two women have identical breasts, and in most cases, even both breasts on the same woman are not identical. We can guess basically how it works, right? The number in the size is your band size, meaning your size around, and the letter is your cup size, meaning how big your boob is. But how do you figure out what your bra size is? Almost every company will have a size chart and a section on their website explaining how to measure yourself for your bra size. It's usually some variation of this. Using a tape measure, the soft kind you'd find in a sewing kit, measure around your rib cage right below your breasts. If you're not sure exactly where to go for this, a good spot is either right where your breast fold starts, or if you don't have one, run your finger down your breast until you stop feeling breast tissue and start feeling rib cage. Basically where it goes from feeling soft to feeling harder. If you get an odd number, round up to the next even number. At this point, some bra companies will tell you to add 2 to 4 inches to this measurement. I usually just go with the raw measurement, no inches added. Whatever number you end up with, this is your band size. Again, it depends on what the company standards are. Some brands don't have you add anything to this measurement at all. 
Nowadays, bra fabric has gotten a lot stretchier, so it's become less necessary to add any inches to your band measurement. Next, to figure out your cup size, you want to measure the fullest part of your bust. With the tape measure parallel to the floor, the tape measure should cross your nipples. We call the nipple the apex in the biz because it's literally the peak of your breasts. Generally speaking, a 1 inch difference is an A cup, 2 inches is a B, 3 is a C, 4 is a D. Once you get above double D though, it gets a little dicey, so my best advice is to just look at the company's size chart. If they don't have a size chart, your guess is as good as mine. Basically, cup sizing is about the ratio between your bust size and your band size. That's what each letter denotes. As you get farther into the alphabet, the ratio gets bigger. Now, I gotta say, I do this for a living, and I find this whole sizing system a little overwhelming. I don't really think most people have the patience to go through this by themselves, and given that we just spent the last year trying very hard not to touch anybody, I would guess a lot of us don't want to go through the trouble of having someone else do it for us either. Straight from the horse's mouth, use this measuring system only as a starting point if you have absolutely no idea where to start in finding your bra size. And don't feel bad if you try that size on and it's just not right. Why? Because in the end, the best way to find your perfect fitting bra is to just try on a bunch of bras. So how do you know if a bra fits you? Well, first and foremost, is it comfortable? Do you find yourself adjusting it a lot, pulling at it, moving it around? That's a pretty good sign that's not the right bra for you. What about your straps? Are they falling off? That can probably be fixed simply by tightening the straps. Those adjusters are back there for a reason. But make sure you don't tighten your straps so much that the back of your bra starts hiking up. You want the band part of your bra, called the wings, to sit straight and parallel to the ground. If your band is riding up even with your straps at a good adjustment, you may need to go up a band size. When I see a woman's bra back hiking up to the middle of her shoulder blades, that's a telltale sign that the bra doesn't quite fit or it's overly adjusted. If your straps are digging in and painful, you may need a bigger cup or band size. So let's talk about the cup. Assuming we're talking about a regular, run-of-the-mill, underwire bra, you want the wire to sit tight against your rib cage. There's a part of your breast called the breast root that doesn't ever change or move, even if you're like me and your boobs get bigger if you gain weight. This is basically the U-shape where your breasts attach to your torso. You can find it either by running your hand along your breast and determining where your rib cage starts, or laying down and seeing where the breast naturally folds. An underwire is designed to mimic the shape of the breast root, and every woman's breast root is a little bit different. So, if there's space between the underwire and your breast root or rib cage, you likely need a bigger cup size. The other cup rules are a little easier to figure out. If your cup is wrinkly or folding at the neckline, or there's a lot of room between your breast and the cup, you need a smaller cup size. If your nipples pop out, and the bra wasn't designed to show your nipples, or you get that uh, double boob effect where the neckline pushes into your breast and creates kind of a, a split boob, you definitely will feel more comfortable in a bigger cup size. If your breasts are very different sizes, most experts recommend you find a good fit for the larger breast and pad the smaller size. But in this new and beautiful age of inclusivity, some companies are actually already making bras designed for asymmetrical breasts. Basically, some good rules of thumb, or should we call them rules of boob? The bra should be parallel to the floor and tight against your body without hurting you or cutting into your breast. Make sense? Also, I like to try my bras on the loosest hook at the back closure. It actually increases the lifespan of the bra. As you wear a bra, the elastic breaks down over time and becomes less, well, elastic. So if you start on the loosest hook, you have room to make it tighter as that happens. So I talked about this a little in our pilot episode, but your true bra size may not be the only size that fits you. When you're trying on bras, you want to consider not just your own bra size, but your sister sizes. Sister sizes are bra sizes that have different band sizes, but the same cup volume. You might think that a C cup is a C cup is a C cup, meaning a 40C bra and a 34C bra are only different because of the size of the band. Any cup size with a 34 band is considered the base size or the quote-unquote true cup size. As the band in the cup letter gets bigger, the cup capacity increases, meaning the actual cup gets bigger. So there are some cup sizes in the letter above or below whatever size you're trying on that are the same volume. So if you try a bra on and your cup fits great, but your band is too tight, 
go up a band size and down a cup size and try on one of your sister sizes. If your breasts are comfy in the cup but your band is too loose, do the opposite. Down a band size, up a cup size. The only time it's pretty straightforward is if your band fits you great and you need a smaller or a roomier cup. Then you can just move up or down to the next cup size and keep your band size the same. Are you writing this down? If this is confusing, first, don't feel like it's you. This is an imperfect system trying to find an average in a sea of people with a huge range of size, shape, and symmetry of beautiful breasts. Whew, that's a lot. And that's just you trying to figure out your own size. A big part of my job is figuring out everybody else's bra size. So I want to share with you a little how the bra industry determines bra sizes. I know I sound like a broken record, but there is no true standardized sizing. All of us in the bra industry start off with these basic rules, and we have to go through a process called fitting. Pretty much all areas of the mass production fashion industry operate this way. We're mostly going to focus on bras, obviously, but I do want to mention here that when it comes to alpha sizing, that is small, medium, large, the rules are nowhere near as established as in bra, cup, and band sizing. Although there are some industry standard ranges most clothing brands operate within, what a company calls its size small or its size large or its size 4X is completely up to the company. You start with a design. The designer sketches that design, figures out how to construct it, and then builds what's called a tech pack. This is basically a blueprint for how to make your garment. It includes measurements, sketches, and clear, easy-to-understand instructions for how to put the garment together. Think of it like IKEA assembly instructions, but for clothes. This gets sent to your factory or your sample room, and you get back what's called a proto or prototype, which is their first shot at making the garment. You pick a fit model whose measurements you like, whoever speaks to your brand and fits your aesthetic, and that person is considered your perfect sample size. You try the first proto on your fit model and make adjustments to make the garment fit her better. Send your comments out to your sample room and continue to get new garments called fit samples closer and closer to fitting her perfectly. Depending on the budget, it costs the company money every time they fit a style and how much time you have between design and when the style hits the market. You can go through anywhere from one to five fit samples to get it right. Bras are a more exact fitting process generally though, and I've gone through as many as eight fit samples to get a size right. But for cheaper brands, usually it's between one and three. Once you have the style fitting as close to perfect as you can get it, you move to the next step of grading the size up. Grading is the process of adapting your clothing pattern to fit larger or smaller sizes. For bras, we usually fit at least three sizes in B, C, and D cups. We get those sizes right and then adjust the patterns for the other sizes based on how our sample sizes fit. That means that often, the majority of sizes are never actually put on a human body before they hit the market. We just have to adjust based on the measurements and proportions of our fit models. So let's talk about fit models. Fit models are often former print models, or runway models, but often they actually are career fit models who only do that. There are fit models who are pretty much every size across the board from extra small all the way to plus size. And in design hubs like New York or LA, Often, many companies will use the same fit model. For instance, in New York, where I live and work, there are certain fit models whose measurements are so proportional and so consistent that designers in the industry know them by first name and consider them the unofficial standard to follow for their size. I know of one model that's been working since the 70s and is still considered the standard to follow for 34B measurements for a lot of brands. It pays well, but being a fit model is an insanely difficult job, both physically and mentally taxing. On the physical side, fit models are expected to keep their body measurements consistent all the time, within fractions of an inch. They can see dozens of clients a day, often with meetings scheduled just minutes apart in locations all over the city. I've seen fit models with calluses just from pulling shapewear on and off every day repeatedly. Think of the last time you struggled into a real tight pair of Spanx. Now imagine pulling those on and off quickly tens of times in a single day. I knew one fit model who developed tennis elbow just from that very thing. And they face constant judgment and examination of their bodies. If a model's on her period and her boobs are slightly different size one week, it can send a whole technical design team into a frenzy trying to figure out if their cup size needs to be altered. Fit models help us designers not only by being our human mannequins, but by telling us how our garments feel. They can catch things like itchy stitching or weird underwire shapes or armholes that dig into our armpits. 
They are the most important part of the fitting process because they are the first humans to ever put our designs on their bodies. I've been privileged in my career to work with some really amazing fit models, and I'd like to introduce you to one. I met her working for an intimates company a few years ago, and I can't tell you how much I learned from her. She's a former plus-size model who took her knowledge of the fit process to single-handedly start a company that made swimsuits for women of all sizes. Her first run of string bikinis sold out in 24 hours. She revolutionized the swimsuit business with her idea that your swimsuit should fit your body. You don't have to fit it. In her own words, she knew in her gut that women of all sizes wanted string bikinis and she was determined to give it to them. After 10 years as a fit model and the viral success of her company, Curvy Beach, Elizabeth said goodbye to New York City, packed her things, and moved to Miami to design and run her company full-time. In this episode, she's going to tell us about her experience as a fit model and business owner. As much as a joy to listen to as she is to work with, I'm very excited for you all to meet the inimitable Elizabeth Taylor. So we have with us today Elizabeth Taylor who um, is the owner of Curvy Beach, a new bikini and swimsuit fashion line she's going to tell us a little about. Let's just start there. Elizabeth, why don't you tell us about your company? What inspired you to start it and what's your mission? Great. Even hearing like your company, that's just like so cool to like (laughs) your company. Um, Well, my company is inspired by the beaches of Miami where I live now. I grew up in Los Angeles. I love the 80s themes. I love Body Glove. I love Quicksilver. So all the surfer brands that I grew up with. Uh, I went to New York City. I worked as a plus size model for many years, but I was always inspired when I would come down here to the beach. And I saw that women always had these string bikinis. And I was like, well, just find one. I'll just go to the store. I'll just find one. And I'd be at these bikini shops like, are you kidding me? Like they, they don't fit and they're way too small. But women are squeezing themselves into them. So I started a line through the great luck of the industry I was in. A pattern maker helped me out. She connected me to an American-made factory, which I'm still with. And we had viral success about four years ago. And we're now continuing the mission of luxury body positive swimwear. Um, we're zero to 26, which is uh, small to 4X. And we've just had really incredible growth. And I quit my modeling career, which I never thought I would do after 15 years in 2019, and I'm running it full-time out of Miami, Florida. Um, That's amazing. So you mentioned also um, while you were talking that you started as a plus model, were you a print model or one runway model? Like what kind of model were you? Great. So I didn't even think I would fall into fashion. I wasn't like a fashion person growing up. I was very much a music and a, and then also I went to NYU drama school. Um, which I just paid off my student loans. Thank you very much. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. My friend was like, just do it. She was like, just (laughs) do it. She was like, just do it. I mean, and she she explained to me that that money would be better served towards curvy. But, you know, I was like, fine. Absolutely. (laughs) I know, but like, I'm counting counting um, the days till I pay mine off. (laughs) Well, I had to do it in a lump. For me, it was just the the financials of losing that much money every month that could go into Mm -hmm. my business. Anyway. So I was, I had dieted through NYU, terrible dieting, anorexia, bulimia, horrible, you know, and ended up heavier than I am now, which is the irony, right? Or heavier than I was when I started. Mm -hmm. And then from there, someone suggested I start plus size modeling. And I fell into plus size modeling. I was 24 years old. And I started with print like we all do. I did uh, runway shows. And this is like back in the day, like little runway shows in Harlem and restaurants in the back like just really getting that message out there. And then I went to some commercials and I did a couple of magazines and, you know, you, you do as much as you can with print, but I really fell into fit modeling and fit modeling is where we met Nadia and fit <laughs> modeling is where your body, I don't like this term, but is a perfect size for a measurements or a brand. So I started out as a 38 C size 14, 16 bottom, like a Missy, uh, excuse me, a junior plus. And then I gained weight slowly over time a little bit. And I evened out about a two X and I worked consistently behind the scenes. So that means I was like a live mannequin. I did showroom meetings, market meetings. And I, unlike a print model who walks in, puts on the clothes and leaves, Curvy Beach was possible because I was paying attention to what was going on behind the scenes truly how the process of a garment was made. And I feel that knowledge allowed me to really um, 
you know, make the, not only my garments fit good, but understand the whole process of making clothing. Um, so I'd love to circle back later about, uh, your experience as a fit model. Cause I think a lot of people really just have no idea what that process yeah, is like, or what I that agree. Means. but I'm glad you, um, went back to your company in the, and you're answering your question. Cause I, it seems like Kirby beach focuses, not just on plus size, but, um, you know, I was checking out your line. It's size is small all the way to four X. Your goal really seems like it's about inclusivity. So what do you think is, is lacking in inclusivity and in not just swimwear, but in bras today? Well, I mean, I don't even know where to begin except <laughs> to say that, um, without being cold or callous, there's a lot of lip service about inclusivity. So the language is there and they want the dollars, but a lot of companies aren't willing to put in the advertising dollars or true behind the scenes. Well, a lot of companies, you'd be surprised without naming names, they do do behind the scenes fits, but they don't do campaigns involving the larger sizes. And then it's a cycle where they say, oh, we spent all this money on the larger size fit program and it didn't work. And I'll be like, but you guys didn't promote your line. Mm -hmm. No one in the country knows that XYZ has this beautiful collection. So part of Kirby Beach, I never even thought about it. People later were like, that was so brilliant. My models wear the size that they wear. Mm -hmm. There's no, um, one of my main models, my muse, my beautiful African-American model, Asia, since day one has been my first, she's the face of my brand. She's the 40 G fit model. Mm -hmm. We met in the rooms as a fit model and that's the size she wears. And yeah. she wears this, you know, the G cup in my brand. Like, so I think it's easy to say inclusivity, but believe me, we're, I don't want to say struggling, but we're definitely, we didn't know. So we started as a plus size brand. Mm -hmm. We started as a plus size brand from 12 to size 22. And when we went viral on Facebook, they were like, just because you are small, have big boobs doesn't mean you're plus size. And I was like, <laughs> and they went off on me. So I had to go down, down, down. So then we went to a size 10, 12, right? 12, eight, four, six. And now we get tons of, you know, triple D cup girls who are six, eight bottoms. So there's a whole range of um, body types that need attention out there. And I think when you do things plus size first, you work in fit solutions to use an industry term <laughs> that relay down as opposed to down and growing up, which is as a fit model, I would be behind the scenes. Oh my God. And they're like, but the straps are so much thinner on the Missy. And I'd be like, but for plus, Whereas my version, I'm like, the straps are half inch. That's what it's going to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it felt really nice to um, shake that up. And also things like, I don't know how deep you want to go on this stuff, but as like the grade. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the grade and the size chart, you guys, I was full anorexic, full bulimic, wanting to kill myself, trying to fit into a size six. Talk about back in the day, nineties. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be mm -hmm. a six, you guys, not a zero, <laughs> six. Well, Cindy Crawford was a six. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember like reading Sweet Valley High when I was in, in middle school and like two perfect size six, like size six. Yes. Yeah. I was like in the 80s, 80s, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. It was a six. My bongo mm -hmm. jeans were a six, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, being behind the scenes and seeing a company make a size chart and understand that it's complete. It's not arbitrary. Right. It's based on your fit models, based on your already existing um, accounts and things like that. I know mm -hmm. you know this, Nadia. So to me, taking the blame and the guilt away from how I felt as a failure that I wouldn't fit into a six, maybe that six wasn't really a six. Yeah, And absolutely. yesterday, my Megan and I were talking yesterday, oh my God, that a man can walk into the gap and go, I'm a 3430 <laughs> deuce. Throw in the bag. I'm out, bro. I gotta go. Straightforward. Go like, gotta, gotta go cure cancer. Like, and here women were like, I'm a six at the gap, but I'm an eight at Club Monaco. Like, it is so, and I know because I've stood in those rooms, and you know, too, mm -hmm. that designer and merchandiser was like, well, let's make the six. Like, these aren't set numbers. And because women don't learn their measurements, like, I'm a 46, 38, blah, 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 it leaves us out in the, in the wild. And so yeah. you're taking all this horrible personal feedback. You're like, I'm a failure because I don't know. Maybe that fit model was bloated that week. And the, it's just so curvy beach. I took all that in and was like, I want to be straight with you guys. We fit it on this size band. This is how it's going to fit. This is so we are trying to really shake that up. And that was a big healing moment for me 
from my diet issues to make my size chart how I wanted and to, you know, the grade, grade is the jump between sizes. And I have a big grade because I'm like a half inch grade. That's like a, that's like a bloated, like that's nothing. Like, so I made sure there was a nice jump between sizes. So more women could fit in the jumps versus like, that's how you have to size up all the time is if there's only a half inch between mm-hmm. sizes, suddenly you're like, but I'm a 12 H and M like, Oh my God. So you when know? you're talking about grade, you're literally talking about how much, how many inches there are between each size. Yes, um, so have you, so you mentioned also that, you know, it just depends on what fit, what the fit model is feeling like that week. Can you yes. explain a little bit more about that process? What it's like from your perspective, if you're being used to like establish a size, like, right. So that's great. So when I, when we would come in there, you're not coming in and there were, I've been with you with companies. There are companies that you're starting from the ground. So you come in, especially plus they're like, hi, 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 we we need to do plus sizes. Can you help (laughs) us? What, how do you, who are, what? And you're like, hi, I live and breathe. I weigh over 200 pounds. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I actually wear pretty clothes and I, you know, have sex and, you know, like I'm a normal human being just like you, but let me walk you through the plus size life. So they need from zero. And I'll be like, I advise that you do them, call them one X or two. You know, I'm advising a company from ground up and they're using my body. So for example, certain companies, if I went to Macy's here, I would fit the jeans perfectly because I was the fit model for the sense of brain, you know, just, mm-hmm. okay. But other companies let's use LL Bean. They would fly me to Maine. Woo. Lovely people, lovely people, lovely people. <laughs> can I just tell you? And a privately owned business, which I goals, man, good for them. LL Bean has had the same fit model for 20 or 30 years. So the body they're trying to fit has already been established. So when I was up there, I was very curvy and small for LL Bean, but I was close enough. Their model was out, you know, whatever the story was. So when you're trying to talk to a company that's already established, they're like, cool, right? Uh Uh-huh. We've been selling these size 18 khaki pants for 30. Like people retire off these khaki pants. You're not going to get in and make any difference because the company is like, this is how we do our, and, and that's right. Because women all over the country are like, I buy LL Bean size 18. Don't come for me. Right. But medium and smaller level companies, I was able to make more change because I'm giving them feedback on what their sizes should be and the more a more modern take on plus sizes. Mm-hmm. So with Curvy Beach, I was like, smash all this. I can do it how I want. And for example, our bandeau, our strapless, which is so popular right now, but it's, you know, we're trying to explain fit to them and all this stuff. The jump is like an inch and a half or half inch or inch and a half. And my grader who's part of my factory, he's a man, he goes, honey, the jump, the grade, men's, <laughs> men's grade isn't even over six inches because I wanted a big jump. And I was like, so are you making me feel, I was like, are you fat shaming me right now? I was like, what? <laughs> I was on 8th Avenue and I was like, what? I was like, okay, I approve. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's still very much, this is how it's done. This is how the industry's gone for since the beginning of time. And I do respect that. But I asked my pattern maker that night, I go, Michelle, just tell me, am I really doing something that crazy? And she said, yes, you are. Your jumps are really big and you're pushing the pattern maker. I was like, okay. But she's like, but go ahead, do it. So it's been incredible behind the scenes, putting all my fit knowledge into the fit of our products. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is the fit process like for you then for your own product? Um, how, do you, how do you approach that? Um, ironically, it involves not Zoom, but FaceTime. Um, the first patterns we made are first triangle tops and bikini bottoms. I mean, Nadia, you would, you would LOL. I fit that all <laughs> over Midtown. You would never know. <laughs> My pattern maker, we would meet at acting rehearsal studios, Ripley Greer on 8th Avenue in the 30s. Because I knew that as an actor, I'd be like, I'm in room 255. And I would have a half an hour between, oh my God, this would be in the book. <laughs> and we would fit. I'd be in my underwear because, you know, it's what I do all day is take my clothes off and stand there. Hi, you know, whatever. So this was like, go, go, go. And she'd run in and we'd sit it on me and she'd pin it and everything. And I'd sit there and eat my lunch for five minutes and we'd be like, bye. And she would go back to her office and I would go back to mine. One time we fit it <laughs> at a hotel. A company was having their <laughs> Christmas party. And I'm the model. And we had to be like, uh, like lovers who were in secret, like, oh, hi, how are you? Hi. <laughs> winking, insert winking, you know. And we went time, we went into the bathroom and I put a sample on, oh my God. And, and girls came in like, it was a Christmas party. Oh, hey. And she's like, oh, Elizabeth, your custom bikini is going to look great for your wedding. Yeah, we had all, we were trying to like make it. So the, the first rounds hilariously were fit in between my own fittings in Midtown Manhattan you know, in little dark alleyways and random spaces. Then since I've moved here, it's a dream. I do my own version. I have her on a tripod and we FaceTime. UPS is Bay. U P S. <laughs> UPS, man. Shout I out mail to things. UPS. <laughs> Shout out for real. No, I'm serious. I'm so humbled by all those. I, they get my business done in post office as well, you know, um, so right now it's the same thing. We have a sample maker in New York and New Jersey. I'm still very much based up there. My sewer, my factory's there and everything. Um, and then they mail it. I do a FaceTime pattern. I have to make a tech pack, Nadia. I have to do all <laughs> the stuff ahead of time. I have to do little designs. Seriously, girl, I've learned everything. So I submit my, actually, we have a, a swim shirt coming for next year. I just was looking at it. It's so beautiful. And um my, my pattern maker makes a package and she mails it to the sewer and a sewer mails it to me. And then we do another FaceTime and then we approve it. I mean, just like any other fit. Um, so earlier you mentioned um, your, your muse, she said she was a 40 G, right? Yes. So when you started this company, I remember your first like core product was that beautiful string bikini. Mm -hmm. What kind of challenges do you run into fitting a string bikini top on a 40G model? What, how do you, um, how do you solve, you mentioned fit solutions. What are your fit solutions for something like great, that? Great, great. I mean, overall, I think women, the way we're taught to say things are problems and issues and solutions is like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're we, right. inher <laughs> we inherently tell the female body that it's wrong it and we inherently, Yes. Mm -hmm. And as a feminist, as a woke ass chick, and that's what helped me get over my eating disorder was reading all about feminist eating disorder theory and all that. Like, it is not you. It is not you. It is not you. This is systematic cultural things. There are industries built to make you feel like shit, you know? So 
to me, it was no problem at all because I, you just give her more fabric. <laughs> I mean, it's so, <laughs> it sounds so silly, but you give her more fabric, you cover yeah. more of her breast. And I think where the walls would go is things simply wouldn't be made. So you would be shut down. So I would say, oh, you know, I would, God, that'd be pretty for me. I'd be in a showroom meeting or something. And they would say, that's not for you. That's not for wow. you. So it's not even like, okay, let's tweak it and make it for me. No, that's not for you. So Asia size, for example, um, we have, we started with three cup sizes. My pattern maker is just amazing. And we graded up. She graded it up. The cup has, um, I can't tell trade secrets, oh, but the cup secret. is, there's a bell. There's, t- I mean, there's room for tissue, you know, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and we do things like a double loop, a double loop for more support. And our, okay, Nadia, you'll love this. Our spaghetti, our elastic. Oh my God. Our spaghetti is quarter inch. No, mm-hmm. half. And a lot of companies, most swimwear companies, it's half. So like little- yeah. And I have tons of mine is completely covered elastic, of course. But I mean, things that I didn't even think I was being so cutting edge with apparently were because I was just like, no, that's how it needs to be mm-hmm. like, period. And then the nice thing is, because I had access to my G cup model, I'd be like, Asia, come over, I'll buy you dinner and I'll throw a bikini on you. She's like, okay. So it genuinely was, it wasn't like a shot in the dark. Like I knew it fit. You can't tell me her entire tissue <laughs> isn't covered. And she looks great. Like, I yeah. need fit, you know? And I've, I'm a 36 triple D and I've, I've worn your bikini and I have to say yes. that any string bikini I've ever tried to squeeze myself into before has left red marks all over my neck oh. and I've worn yours and that double loop is key. That is oh. the most comfortable top I've ever worn. So I definitely recommend no matter your cup size, anybody should try one of these bikinis. Well, and thank you. I mean, believe me, it's still a string bikini. It still is pressure around your neck. Um, there are ways you can tie them. You can crisscross mm-hmm. them in the back. It's totally And then adjustable. we just totally, of course. And, mm-hmm. and things like we give extra long um, and things that cost me money as a manufacturer, but I don't care. I'd rather, I'd rather create brand loyalty through our fit and me not make as much money. See, that was a nice thing too, as an entrepreneur, I guess, you know, thinking about myself it's not like I didn't start it for the money, but I had a great job. Mm-hmm. I, I believe me. I make, middle, I don't make as much as I do now, you know, as I did as a model, I had an incredible job. So I didn't mind spending a little more to make a quality product to establish that my, you know what I mean? I wasn't yeah. doing it just like, let me get out of here. Let me do, let me find something. Like I was thought I'd be a model for the rest of my life to be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're pretty loyal to swim, but would you ever foray into bras? Um, oh, I was just gonna say we actually have clothing coming out this year. Oh yeah, awesome! We have a cotton span blend, um, just a tank dress with a lining, a step-in pull-on dress. We have a romper with bike shorts for chub rub, so you can pull it on and walk to the beach. And we're doing our caftans and our pareos again. So they're just, of course, swimwear, um, resort wear, you know, extensions, and all in the same digital prints from my factory. <laughs> so exciting. Um, you know, what's so funny, Nadia, they have asked for bras. They have asked for bras. Yeah. And a lot of people are wearing our stuff, especially that new scoop top as bras. That's what I was going to say. Actually, I've worn that, that bikini top as a bra before during the summer Yeah, because it's so comfortable. It's so light. And especially my, my own bra habits changed a lot during quarantine. And I used to be like, an underwire person. Oh, I, know I would you. not leave the house without were. an underwire. And I won't, I, I hate them now. I can't, I can't yeah, deal no with them. Underwire. So uncomfortable. <laughs> right. So I guess in a way, which is, you know, I, it's the beautiful destiny of what I was always no under. Right. So mm-hmm. I like foresaw all that. I was like, hell, and not that very much women are allowed to do what they want. Of course. And I, and I, people are always like, you don't understand. Like I have very um, perky, CDs. So I don't have the weight. I don't have, you know, the tissue, which I completely understand, but I knew I did not want to underwire because I fit them every day and I know they're on the market. Mm -hmm. So I always want to do something that's not on the market. That's all. So like I could have done a boned underwire locked and loaded. It looks like a bra bikini top and a high waist bottom. Sure. I can get that. I fit it at Walmart. They're beautiful. They're wonderfully made, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to work with the woman's body. I didn't want to shove the woman's body into my Right. Cause even, you know, that. I love that your, 
your bras were probably stuffed by my friend Casey and my friend Robin, who are the doubles and the triples of the industry. And and that's great, but there's no way your tissue can exactly repl- replicate. You know what I mean? Right. Because no, no two so, boobs are the same, you know, even on the same woman. Of, of course. So yeah. again, back to like, this is feminism. This is women's work is like, I'm going to make a garment where your body tells us what to do. Your mm-hmm. body fills out the shape. It suits you. It, it's it, if you need more, more fabric, spread it out. If you want to cover your belly, move it around. But I don't want a piece of clothing that is judging you. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to create a garment where you feel like I don't deserve to put this on. You should be excited to put this on and this should enhance your life. That's, that's fantastic. And I think that's really what, what everyone is looking for. Um, Yeah, man. Joy, joyful clothing, joyful clothing. So as, as a fit model, I imagine you face that kind of judgment a lot. I mean, the fit, look, the fit model gig, I can't even tell you. The fit model gig paid off my student loans, right? It is Mm -hmm. incredible. It's very taxing on the body. I got diagnosed with arthritis in both. I'm sure you remember me, Nadia. I would sit on the floor. I would ice my knees. I mean, it's, you're stomping those, that pavement all day long. And the joy, of course, was that, you know, I met great people and, you know, seeing the process of a garment, but I was getting so sad. That's, that's what was happening. I was hating it because I was like, I can do this. I can do, I could pick a Pantone. I know I can do a lion sheet. I, I, I can do this. Not like everything. Cause Nadia knows. I don't know. I mean, this is like, you guys do the whole process of design. I have now learned the backwards way, mm-hmm. but <laughs> At the same time, to be just shut down with any ideas and concepts, I was like, wow, you guys are, and I get it. It's because I model for large million dollar companies that have bills to pay and employees and they have um, accounts they've had for 30 years. You know, you're not going to tell them, and I can see her face right now. You're not going to tell the Macy's swimwear buyer who's bought swim for 20 years for Macy's that the new wave is plus size bikinis. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. We need a tankini. We need a swim dress. Are you kidding me? Like cover so, it up, hide it away. They don't want a string bikini. Like just this old someone school told way me, of thinking. I did an interview a couple of days ago, and and I said, God, someone once told me it's like a misnomer plus size bikini, or like like mm-hmm. it's like it's a word. Yeah, that like, oxymoron. <laughs> oxymoron that it shouldn't <laughs> exist. I was like, come down to fucking South Beach, and I'll show you. Like it, they exist. Yeah. Um. So yeah, towards the end, I was just, I had no life up there. You know, I was modeling, making all this money and I would walk up my fifth floor, walk up in Chinatown and ice my knees where you've been, Nadia, and just, <laughs> and, 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 and lay in bed and look at pictures of Miami and, and go back to Midtown every day and just stand there. And I felt my life. And then the Today Show, really, I was on the Today Show and that just really got, and I was like, this is my, my film was like, you have to do this. This is your destiny. It's right here. So I took the leap and COVID was four months after I moved. Yeah. I can't yeah. even. I remember um, as a designer and I'm, I'm, I know this is your interview, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the stand for a second as a designer. Yeah, I love it. One thing that always, always bothered me about other, not everyone does this, but about other designers is that a lot of times they forget that the fit model is a person. And they're standing there and they're talking to you. That doesn't mean that you can stand there and judge them and be nasty. And like, I've heard some, mm-hmm. some people say some horrible things to fit models. And I'm like, oh, you yeah. know, they can hear you, right? Oh yeah. Like, we're, we're alive. We're yeah. alive. We're literally live in the room. It drives me don't... crazy. And like, or they'll walk in, no introduction, like, okay, put this on. Like it's, yeah. it's an incredibly difficult job that I don't think that I would have the, the stamina to do. And I had moments, like even when I was leaving uh, the client we had together, which was mm-hmm. so, oh my God, you know, people say, people get jealous and weird. And I mm-hmm. mean, but at the same time, Nadia, I've met life. I mean, the greatest people in my life are all I met through the industry, either mm-hmm. other models or my pattern maker who became my mentor, who introduced me to my factory. It's, it's all, you know, I was raised to see the good and the bad, you know, and to not I mean, like you gotta, it was such a great gig. I was making crazy money, but like, um, feeling a little used and feeling that, um, I wanted more for myself and it was becoming, I believe the word I kept thinking, even my last couple of weeks, I was like, I can't believe I I, get me out of here. God, get me out of here. Excruciating. 
it was feeling excruciating. Yeah, know? I can imagine. But believe me, when I was 25, I remember that summer, like yesterday, I was like, I get to go to Midtown and make, you know, hundreds of dollars an hour. Like it was a dream and I loved it, but this is just the, the way it unfolded. And I came down here one winter and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what is this? Because I'm from LA. I had never gone to Florida. I didn't have any, I had no point of reference for Southern Florida. And then it was just becoming obsessed and obsessed and obsessed and obsessed. And I was like, well, I'll find this. I'll find this down here because I find everything. And I'm a model and I can find every item I want of clothing. And I could not find a plus size string bikini. Could yeah. not find one. Can so it really came out of just like, hmm? Can I ask a question? Yes. Did you ever, um, did you ever talk back or like, did you ever, were you ever, as a fit model, did you ever talk back to somebody in the room that maybe was saying something nasty? Like, did you ever have, Oh my God. Or did you just like, was it kind of one of those situations where you just like, Oh no, I talked. Oh, I talked back. <laughs> Actually, did I talk back that one time? Taking me back. Macy's line review at Macy's. I'm not gonna say the brand, but line review at Macy's and you guys like, and it's funny cause I'm doing all my photo shoots for CB. My whole is covered in, I'm doing my own photo shoots, like with a little selfie thing in my living room at like midnight. I do all the website by myself. And I'm like, you may be tired, Elizabeth, but how cool it's your own product that you love that looks fucking amazing. Like you look amazing. And then of course, like Nadia, you know, I'm like, oh wow, this digital print, I had to print this. Okay. And the journey of this purple and this purple is, oh, whatever. So imagine me putting on like khaki pants and shirts with like teddy bears on them for like a <laughs> five hour meeting. So anyway, I was at this one company, a, a very good longtime client of mine. And they're presenting the line to Macy's and they're like, okay, so here's the Valentine's Day collection because you have to have little drops during Valentine's Day, classic department store brand. And I came out and I was standing, I'm the only model, only plus size and with like 10 people sitting at a, de you know, sitting at a table staring at me. And I came out and it was like a hot, you know, like a teddy bear with like hearts or something. And, and they're like, okay, well, this is the, and the, and the, and the buyer, I don't know if you know him anyway, I won't say, <laughs> name, but he's notorious in the industry. He's like, oh, he goes, you know what they say about plus size women on Valentine's Day? And I was like, oh God, it's too early for this. What they're like, um, what is it? You don't need, you don't need to mail them. They don't need any more. What is it? It's like, they don't, God, I see, I almost forgot it. You don't need to mail them anything because they're at home alone with a box of chocolate or something. Oh like God. it was so like, they don't need to go anywhere because you know where they are. Valentine's. And I wanted to be like, you should see Alejandro. Like I wanted to be like, <laughs> if you knew only, if you knew, if you knew the glory of the men that worship at the foot of the, I, I, I don't even, like, what, do you even, yeah. what do you even say about that? I mean, so um, it was so, Alyssa, it was so, and I remember looking at him and I was like, and they're like, oh, ha ha. And I went in that bath, I'm, I'm changing my little screen. And I look at myself in the mirror and I was like, one day I will be a great designer for women. And I'm, oof. and I was like, I'm going to change this perception of women. because This is fucking ridiculous. And I was, and, I, and then I had to put on other clothes and come back, step back just, out. Yeah. They're job. like, okay, yeah. so here's the peplum top. So there was a lot of um, mud in your eye type thing. And I think my training as an actor and performer was just like, I'm right here. Say what you fucking... I get to leave. I get to leave here. And that, you know, thank you. For, yes, I, I took it, but it was not forgotten, I guess. And it inspired me more towards the end. I was like, fuck these people. I can, I, you know, I know exactly. what I'm doing. But at the same time, I would say the majority were lovely people, hardworking garmentos that bust their butt, that do it for love. And I made lifelong friends in the garment industry and I'm a garmento now, so, you know, I'm, <laughs> but the occasional burned out merchandiser or buyer could make it. But I was kind of modeling at this beautiful transition period where it was, you didn't do that stuff. And I was told stories of the seventies and eighties where the men would touch you and maybe hit on you a little bit. So I never, thank God, never had anything like that. That's never, good. it was That's very, I mean, we're talking fitting me and Dean at Maiden Form alone by ourselves in a room fitting a bra neckline, never touched inappropriately, nothing, never had anything like that. Yeah. Which is great. 
That's fantastic. That's, that's really good. And, and, you know, you made it, you're, you're designing for the women that you want to design for and, and you should be really proud of yourself. Um, So I think we're going to be a couple, once this comes out, I think we're going to be a couple weeks past your launch, but you just had a launch, right? Do you want to tell us about that? Yes, I would. And uh, we're always launching. We're always launching. (laughs) So we just did our Kirby beach classic the welcome to Miami collection. So that basically we do such small units because we're domestic. I'm more of a breadth, not depth um, designer at this point. I want to give them lots of beautiful prints and make sure I sell through all the way to keep our profit, you know, to make as much as we can to keep rolling it into the next couple of years. So the welcome to Miami collection sold out last year. It is a flamingo print. It is a paint spider print and it is a rainbow animal that looks like Lisa Frank, but I, I can't say Lisa Frank. So that just came back. <laughs> inspired we had by. Inspired by. We had an excellent, I mean, again, you guys, we've had, I can't even, we've made the most money we ever have this month. Like awesome. this is the biggest month we've ever had. Like I am like, oh my God. Oh my God. Thank you guys. Where can our listeners buy your product? www.curvybeach.com c-u-r-v-y-b-e-a-c-h that was named after my i mean my father who passed away the year that we went viral he gave me the name of curvy beach which is a testament to him i was like dad there's no way i'm gonna get that name i know he's like so anyway it, it, it's been a true labor of love and we have a one piece this year with a shelf bra because they wanted a shelf bra nadia mm-hmm. i did one and then they want a shelf bra <laughs> We have a shelf bra. We have a scoop top, which is like a little sporty um, over the shoulder top. We have a cheeky bottom, which has blown out, completely sold out almost, which is, and I didn't do a thong. I did just a little cheeky and it can be worn reversible front to back for more traditional bikini coverage. And we actually have a long sleeve with a zipper rash guard coming, which I'm so excited um, I can send you, I can text you a picture of them anyway. So that might be around the time that this comes out. We also have a 50, no, we're changing it. United States of Curvy Beach collection. I love a that. lot of our customers, ladies, but they want to be American <laughs> flag wearing, you know, and I think that's great. Fine. We are made in America. You know what I say? It's my pleasure. Um, with that collection, I'm also releasing a pride flag make sure we keep Fantastic. it balanced um yes yeah, so we have a big collection called united states of curvy beach the first week in june um and then we are going to have a clothing resort where everything is just you know as a designer nadia i had my concept came out differently so my factory is sewing right now some of our resort wear pieces and we hope to have kind of everything out um by july so um but that's it awesome. and then we'll have new stuff in the resort where hopefully in December, January. Fantastic. Um, I know. Do you have time for just a few like rapid fire questions? Yes, of course. What do you call your breasts? Do you have any favorite slang terms? Oh my God. What do I call my breasts? The money makers. (laughs) I love that. that. They were, Um, they were, they are. What's your least favorite word for breasts? Tits. Tits. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing or something interesting about your own breasts? Um, they're perfectly symmetrical. I know that. And one time I had to go to Target to see if they wanted to build bras on me. And we had to put, <laughs> you're bringing back all these memories, Nadia. They were tucked away. <laughs> they had us go in the back and there were pencils sat on the table and you had to see how many pencils sat underneath your tissue and so the models would be like hi I had two I had three and guess how many I had zero no no pencils because I have perky breasts so the pencils <laughs> no pencils can you know when you're standing yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah so I would say that that's impressive um what do you think is the hardest part of having breasts? Fear of breast cancer, period. And I feel for all women going through it and I have like um, dense tissue. So I'm doing like my six month checkups now and I literally had one Thursday and I was like hysterical. And I really think that we need to give more um, compassion to those of us born with breasts 
they are out of our control, like all the other parts of our bodies. And I think what women go through is just astronomical mm-hmm. and to have compassion for ourselves and for all of us and to get your mammograms. I'm 41. So I'm starting, I started when I was 39, just in case. And I'm a, a hypochondriac. So I was like, I'm dying. Um, but so what, like now I've gone through the fire. So I encourage everyone to do that. Yeah, that's good. That's very good advice. Um, who bought you your first bra? My mom got me my first bra. I, I was 12 years old. Thank you, Nadia, for bringing this up. It's a white. We soft ask all the cup. tough questions at the very breast podcast. No, I, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it was a white soft cup bra with the two hook and eyes in the back. Um, we got it at JCPenney and I love that freaking bra, 34B. I remember <laughs> it like yesterday. Yes, I do. Um, and you, you probably know the answer to this question since you're a, um, former fit model, but do you know your own bra size? <laughs> yes. Yes. I was a 38 C for many years, um, with companies like made in form and fruit of the loom and Hanes. And then I grew, I grew up to a 40 D and, um, I have a 46 projection and 38 under bust and 40 over bust. Um, and I prefer soft cut bras. Um, so that answers my next question, sort of. Um, what type of bra, if any, are you wearing now and why? I wear a Fruit of the Loom bra that I fit. You can buy it at Walmart. <laughs> Nadia knows that I wore it for 100 years. It's completely soft. It looks like a little baby sports bra. It's completely cotton. Um, our scoop top is modeled after that on the Curvy Beach website. I only wear underwire if I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good I philosophy. Wear, yeah, I don't I don't do any underwear. I was on the Today Show wearing a soft cut bra, a fancier soft cut bra, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I put my breasts through so much torture as a model. All right, last question. Um, what do you do to treat your breasts? Any products, practices, or self-care? Great. I love 100%. I have some shea butter. I'm a shea butter queen. Oh, love shea it. butter, hundred percent African shea butter. You can get it in Harlem. I know y'all know it. You New Yorkers know it. <laughs> um, I would say I rub it on them when they need it. And I'm trying very hard now here in Southern Florida to protect my neckline from, you know, any sun damage. So I am excited to come out with more chest covering, um, product, um, uh, styles to encourage women to, again, be very, um, safe out there while enjoying the sun. Awesome. Um, all right. So Elizabeth, I think that's it for me, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about. No, I just want to say thank you for talking about all this. And I think in the other than, you know, screenings and awareness, I really think in terms of our mental health, knowing that companies are arbitrarily making sizes and it's not your body's personal fault. You don't fit into that company's clothing. Mm. I cannot relay how important that message is and how it really changed my life. So I encourage women to learn about the fit process and to not take it so personal. Awesome. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining us. We're really excited for this episode and um, this was a great conversation. Thank you. was written, produced, and recorded by Nadia Figueroa and Alyssa McHugh. Cover art by Alyssa McHugh. Opening music by Margaret Tran. Check her out on Spotify. For episode transcripts and sources, please visit our website at theverybreastpodcastever.com. Do you have questions? Corrections? Do you want to tell us your breast story? Get in touch with us on Instagram at theverybreastpod or email us at theverybreastpodcastever at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Now go out and make today the best day ever. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 